Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicki's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Vicki wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Available on Amazon. Abelson's broadcast, The Road Taken. Vicky's the creator and host of the renowned celebrity-driven literary salon, Women Who Write, and the author of Amazon bestseller, Don't Jump. Here's Vicky. Hey, Justin. Hey. So it's been um, a very emotional week for uh, a lot of people uh, with the passing of Gary Marshall, who <sighs> I can't even begin to count the projects that he's done that have been life-changing, the amount of hours I have spent laughing, smiling, and joyful because of him. There is not a time that I can see Pretty Woman on TV and not stop and watch that sucker all the way through. I don't care if it's two in the morning. I don't care when it is. I'm the same way with Runaway Bride. The Odd Couple, I mean, I, I, oh my God. Gosh, the the projects, the 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 movies, the the television shows, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days. Oh my God! I his body of work. Uh, the man is going to live forever. The legacy he leaves. You know, and and it was clear that he had had a lot of health challenges. He had gotten through cancer and. He he did Women Who Write, and he was in the living room, and when he came, he was in incredible form. He was so 
dashing and ha- I don't know that I've ever seen him look more handsome and dashing and vibrant than he was that day but I had seen him a couple weeks before and I saw him a couple of weeks after and that was not the case and I think he kind of like fed off a room full of you know 50 60 women in the living room and, and the energy they were giving him because when I saw him before and after he was he had trouble with his jaw he had had um, some some issues there and he he looked tired when I saw him I I, I saw him at at his theater at the Falcon Theater which he created to help artists which was an amazing thing unto itself he put forth so many new plays and and so many actors gave them a place to work um, playwrights directors Um, he fostered so much talent such an incredible incredible human being and that that's the thing about Gary it 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 isn't just it wasn't just his creative brilliance he he's just somebody that is beloved by everybody who's ever known him and worked with him just i read a really funny story about how um Al Pacino was doing a scene um in Frankie and Johnny with with Michelle Pfeiffer and he looked over uh Gary was directing the scene and Al caught sight of himself in a little mirror on the set and he like stopped the the filming and he was like furious and he called Gary over and he goes get that mirror out of here and so Gary like okay let's take 10 or whatever and he called over a PA and he had him go and get the biggest mirror he could find in the universe like eight people had to hold it up and so that when he 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 said action Al looked over and there was this like enormous mirror and and Al just like cracked up you know and uh, you know Gary was about having fun making work fun making people feel important um but he was really serious about what was funny. And, you know, he, when he came to the living room and he talked at, at, at great length about, you know, anything that you're going to see anywhere else, any cliche, no, leave that, you know, yeah, your, your, your elevator man could write that joke. You know, he, he was, uh, you know, a, a taskmaster when it came to something being right and being funny. And it shows in the brilliance of his work and his losses it's unfathomable. I mean, the peop- the careers that he's launched, oh my God. I'm you know, Robin Williams and 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 Henry Winkler and, and Julia Roberts and I mean it it's just and Anson Williams, our guest tonight. Anson Williams landed the role of Potsy Weber in a segment of the comedy anthology series Love American Love American Style. Are you too young to know Love American Style, Justin? Uh, yeah. No, I know of it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Gotta ble- you gotta love that TV land. <laughs> um, but that that episode of Love American Style also introduced Richie Cunningham, Ron Howard, and Richie's mom, Marion uh, Marion Ross, um, and other characters that spun off into the television series Happy Days. But only Anson. And Ron Howard and Marion Ross, they were the only ones that went on to do the actual series. And Anson was in that series the longest of any character for all the years that it ran. Um, His potsy was there. After Happy Days, 
Anson began a much more prolific career as a director. Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place, Sequest, Star Treks, all the Star Treks, The Secret Life of American Teenagers, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Charm, Seventh Heaven, on and on and on, did a ton of commercials. But he also has had this incredible career as an entrepreneur, as, as, as a marketer. Um, he's had products that have uh, had tremendous success, Star Maker products for one, the cosmetics company, and he has the Perfect Portion Cookbook uh, out now. He, he's, Anson has found success in so many different areas of life. He's so versatile, and his success he credits to a mentor he had in his teens, and I actually asked him to money mentor me when I met him. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, it's my privilege and my pleasure to welcome Anson Williams. Thank you. Thank you very much. So it's been a pretty traumatic week with um, the passing of your mentor, I imagine. Um, well, well, when I first got the, uh, the news, I guess the word would be numb, because mm. Gary... Every day of my life has it's been such a big part of it. I mean, everything I'm doing today, today, whether it's directing or I'm in the product business, the house I'm in, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened without Gary Marshall mm-hmm. because all of it began with Happy Days. Yeah. And aside from Happy Days, the opportunities he let me have on that platform. You know, he let me create a band for the show. He inspired my entrepreneurial abilities. He, 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 he like, inspired so many other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. that echo out today. So to know that I, I, I'll never see that smiling face, that this, this light bulb of a man when he comes in the room, it, it, it just took a moment. It took a, it, well, it took a few days to just settle in. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, you know, okay, 81 years old, not that old, not that young, but 81 years old, and look at his legacy. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. Look at the shows. Look at the entertainment. And as an example, my kids just discovered Odd Couple. Wow. Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and they go, oh, my God, Dad. Oh, my God, my, this, this, this segment. Oh, look at this. And I think it was called Hospital Mates. And Gary wrote that episode. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, here's two 14-year-olds that just discovered Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. That's far from dead. That's far from passing. That's today. Absolutely. And then I thought further, the, the lives he changed, the, the people he gave opportunities to, mm-hmm. the talents today, large talents today, that were given their chance by Gary Marshall, mm-hmm. given their first jobs, given their first scripts, given their first whatever, all from Gary Marshall. You know, it's funny that you say that because when, when I got the news last week, um, I started thinking of all the people I know that have been involved with Gary, and I the the list doesn't end. Every time I think on it, I think of someone else. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Can You're I make a guess, right. Vicky? Yes. Anybody you know in comedy, anybody, mm. there's an attachment somewhere, somehow. I think you're right about that. Can you do? You, can I, you tell? Can you tell on. us? I will bet on it. Can you tell us about uh, your first meeting with him? Well, my when I auditioned for Happy Days, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, I was hours and hours and hours and hours late for the audition. Why? Because my car broke down. It was piss and rain. Yeah. It's 1973. 73 or 72. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, and it, it, hours and hours and hours to get the car, get to get the auto club there. And I almost didn't go to the audition. And some told me, go forward, my boy. <laughs> and I, uh, I, and I, I drove to Paramount Studios hours mm-hmm. late. 
I can't believe really they saw you. Office. They saw What's you? That? They saw you even though you were hours late? Well, that's the thing. I didn't know if they would. Uh-huh. I got to the gate. I go to the casting office, head of casting, Millie Gussie, at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, I go to the receptionist. I look like a, like, like a wet rat. <laughs> I'm just dripping freaking water, you mm-hmm. know. And she goes, hang on. And I hear from, from the back. You're damn lucky. We haven't cost Potsy yet. You're damn lucky. I go, what's a Potsy? What are you talking about? And there's a short woman with a cigarette from her mouth. You were going to say cigar. I heard that. No, it wasn't a cigar. It was a cigarette. Uh-huh. And uh, I go in. I read for her. Mm-hmm. Right? And she goes, wait right here. <laughs> and she goes over to like another room, but I can hear her. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're looking at wardrobe. He's perfect. <laughs> He's perfect. Get your ass down here. He's perfect. <laughs> this is before you've said anything? This is just based on what you look like? No, no. This is, I read oh, for oh, her. I read okay. some sides. Oh, okay. And she goes, go wait in the other room. Go wait outside there. And they say, go wait. And I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. She was talking to Gary Marshall. You know, they're shooting like in a few days. He was like looking over stuff. She like, she like bullied him back to the casting office. Wow. So I'm sitting there, all of a sudden this tired-looking, kind man walks through. It's Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. Walks past me. About two minutes later, Millie Gussie opens the door. Get in here. Hi, it's Gary Marshall. Hi, nice to see you. Blah, blah, blah. You know what his first words were? What? You play ball. <laughs> Excuse me? Do you play baseball? I go, yeah. I mean, I was, in, I was in Little League All-Stars. He goes, good, good to know. Good. Okay, well, let's read. Wow. I think if I wasn't able to play ball, I wouldn't have got the part. So... I read, uh-huh. and he goes, I like this. Stick around here. So I go back outside. Now I'm waiting again, right? Yeah. And he leaves, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then uh, all of a sudden, maybe an hour later, all these suits come in. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was the ABC network, mm-hmm. along with Gary or whatever. I walk back in there. All of a sudden, I'm back in the room, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting, and then Ron Howard comes in. Yeah. We read together <laughs> in front of the network. Wow. We got the jobs. But wait, in your introduction was saying that you guys did an episode for Love American Style, and that's how... No, that's not was, true? No, that wasn't an episode. That was this pilot that didn't sell. Okay, wait. They aired it on Love American Style. They aired it on Love American Style. In other okay. words, they shot the pilot and then put it on Love American Style called Love and the Happy Days. It was a way to pay for part of the pilot. I see. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't, it didn't sell. So, so what happened? So a year later, uh, a little film called American Graffiti comes out, mm-hmm. and a little Broadway show called Grease comes out, mm-hmm. and ABC thought, hmm, didn't we have a 50s pilot or something like that? Mm-hmm. But the first pilot, by the way, didn't have Fonzie in it, didn't have um, Ralphie in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold Gould played the father, not Tom Bosley. Mm-hmm. There was a different daughter than Aaron Moran. The only regulars that were in it were uh, Marion... Ron and I. <laughs> right. And it, was, and it was a much more um, summer of 42 kind of soft pilot. Mm-hmm. And the new pilot was much more, you know, much more 50s music rock and roll, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they added a part-time character called Fonzie, thank God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, Donnie Most, he actually auditioned for Potsy, and he didn't get it. But they loved him so much, they created the role of Ralph for him. Wow. That's how talented he was. Guess who else tried out for Potsy? Who? I absolutely saved his career by getting this part. Who? Yes. I don't know. 
He flies airplanes. John Travolta. Yes. No kidding. John, because John Travolta was playing this nerdy part mm-hmm. on Broadway in Greece. Yeah, he was. Uh, somebody just told me this story yesterday. Yeah, called Dooley or Do- he whatever. Was, he was Duty. So, yeah, he was Duty yeah. in the original Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't. But he uh-huh. wasn't the hot guy. He was not the hot guy. Right. So I got the part, but they kept him on the list, mm-hmm. and he auditioned and got Cotter. Wow. Cool. And Vinnie Barbarino, which is a much sexier part. Mm-hmm. Right? I, and I also told you I, I, when we first met that Donnie Most went to camp with my high school boyfriend, Ira Lackow. <laughs> that, yeah, honestly, Donnie, I, honestly, with Donnie, he knows everybody. I swear, it should be the 10th degree of Donnie. I was just going to say, with sixth no, degree. No, seriously, yeah. he goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> everything goes back to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Everything goes back to Brooklyn. I'm a Bronx girl. Like, what the heck You're is a Bronx this? boy, yeah. And as, yeah, as a matter of fact, you told Donnie about him mm-hmm. when we first met, and he, of That's course, right. knew Ira immediately, yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Tell me about your show. Okay, so it's called The Road Taken, and basically the idea... The Road Taken, okay. The Road Taken. So the idea of the show is that I have found that a lot of people like myself are very attracted to celebrity... For me, the attraction is it's not the whole star thing. It's that I'm drawn to anybody that can do what they love, be successful at it, and make a living at it, which is the part that I haven't been able to really put together in a real important way, right? So I found that by listening to other people's stories, in, which I do in 12-step programs, right? I hear people's stories all the time. I get these little tools and these little tidbits that help me apply to my life. So right. I figured that if I interviewed people that are living their dream, that have manifested their desired destiny, and about the paths they took, what they did, what they didn't do, what inspired them, what roadblocks they faced. Did they get pushed further by having support at home or did not having support at home was that the impetus to push them further, right? Um, were they driven? What drove them? Did they want celebrity? Did you want celebrity? So all of that stuff is sort of a roadmap to success or your success. You know, I want the roadmap well, to your success. Society. Okay, and that's exactly what I want to talk about tonight. I have always found that in my home, success was measured by money. My grandmother came from Poland, and she had her so own... My, oh, my God. My grandmother escaped from Poland. Okay. I, well, before, my, before mine came... Before World War One. Uh, I don't know when... My, I don't know exactly when my grandmother came, but she was a really pow- She She was so strong-willed and kind of crazy, but wonderful, very eccentric. But she had her yeah. own businesses. She owned a bungalow colony. She owned a shoe store. I mean, this is like... Women didn't do that stuff back then. But well, she... No, that's a- yeah, I understand. Right? So she was all about making money. And yeah. she was she never wanted to be dependent upon a man. As a matter of fact, she threw my grandfather out of the house. He was a little poor tailor. And well, uh, you know, but well, that's another bunch of Michigan. That's another bunch of Michigan. Yeah. But but she was a successful woman at a time when women weren't successful, right? And my mother was an independent woman. My mother well, She had a lot Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. This is like the Vicky. This is like the Vicky Abelson. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. No, I, I, but, I get you, man. Okay. I get you. Okay, so all, it was all the way. It was all about money, right? And then in my marriage, I was able to be a full time mom and to not work and to although a full time mom not working is the biggest. What, what's that word? Um, Oxymoron. Yes, it's an oxymoron. Thank you, Louise. It's a total oxymoron because no, full time. No, how about a full time mom that's really working? 
That's like a whole nother deal. But but I was really working. I mean, I, I raised hundreds. No, what I'm saying is that's really working. Right, it is. It's real. No, I have, I have five daughters, you know. I mean, oh, my God. A full-time mom is, that's real work. Exactly. Exactly. Not working. Yeah, that's a good point. And the ongoing of of many, many families after us. That work manifests into echoes out to so many areas. And to not give credit to that, whereas, oh, I'm a stockbroker, I'm an engineer, I bring in this much money a year, compared to what a really hardworking mom does for the future of these children and their children and their children, there's no comparison, Vicki. Well, you know, uh, thank you. But I, I didn't... I didn't feel that I didn't feel valued in that way, right? I was getting well, that, pressure. Well, that's, yeah, and that's a shame. Thank you. I appreciate and that's that. And what's a bad choice of partnership? Well, we all we've all done that. <laughs> okay, so I'm not in that partnership anymore. He's my husband. Hey, there you go. There you and go. You have great kids. And actually, and but actually, moving forward. Thank you. But in all fairness, I have to say that he, because he had a great career of his own, which I also. Um, was a little bit of a part of. I managed him and, and helped him make more money in his career. But because well, he was a, because he was a great provider and had a great career, I was able to stay home full time with my kids, and that's a gift beyond measure. I am so and grateful that, for that. That is a great gift, and that, you know, so it's very nice. It's great you understand that too. Well, I I really do, and I really appreciate it's, it's it. Bad on your side, you, you weren't appreciated for it, but you but you knew the importance of it and were able to do it. Absolutely, so it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet. It is bittersweet. And also, it afforded me the opportunity to spend 13 years writing a book, eight years building a literary salon. Well, I did six of those after the, the marriage, but I built the liter- you know, the women who write thing. And I was able to raise money Brilliant. for the kids' public schools and do all this other stuff that I would not have been yeah. able to do. But what I, what I realized, you know, women who write, as I was saying it, I was realizing that I have put all this weight on money and success and that I have to stop and I have to say, wait a minute. I wrote a book, which, Anson, listen to this. I just found, and because you wrote a book, so you understand, this is really the Vicky show. This is very embarrassing. I'm like the worst worst talk show host in the world. (laughs) You have a lot to say. (laughs) You you are just an amazing, just just example of can-do. I love it. (laughs) You are you are going to be my money. You know about me. I do. You're going to be my money man. I don't like like. Oh, I could have. I could have. I could have. I could have. I hate that shit. You move forward, and I so respect that. Oh my God, you. But well, I'm telling you, and I'm saying this on the air with witnesses. A year ago, when I met you, I asked you to be my money mentor, and we kind of had a few phone calls, and then it fell away. And I know you. We're going to get into your mentor story, but you more than anybody know the value of one, and I really need your help, Anson. I really do because you are like genius about taking those creative ideas and yep. and turning them into financial success, which I know nothing about. I don't about. know about genius. You're born with certain tools. You're born with certain whatever, and collaborating makes it bigger than the whole. You're born with certain just talents and it's moving those talents forward and helping people with them and then all of a sudden someone else comes in and it's a combination of talents and it makes like oh my god a huge mountain you know it's not well, someone's a genius you know it really isn't well you have excellent instincts and you also have a very generous heart you come from the right place and i think because your intention is is about being of service and about doing good, and because you're a kind yeah. person, then it kind of moves everything you do forward. 
You have like good karma in the universe. But you also have smarts. All right, take the word genius out of it if you're humble, but take that word out of it. But you have an incredible ability to see the big picture. To And I want to talk about this in in, in great detail with you because right. I, I want to know right. how you do that. So maybe you can help me and help everybody out there listening yeah. to kind of figure that yeah. out. I'll tell you the best advice I've ever gotten in my life, ever. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. Vicki, you're in it. You've got ambition and you've got talent and you're writing this book and you're in it. You're in it. You're in it. And you're make, but you're not of it. Yeah. If you're of it, it's over. Oh, you will never that. move forward. I love that. You're hiding behind something. I love that. And that's, and that's not cool. That was the biggest. I, it changed my life, Vicki. Yeah, all right. We, we have to talk about this because there's, there's no way to avoid talking about Willie. We've got to talk about Willie. Um, yeah. Okay, so before we get to Willie, so tell me, Anson. Okay, so you're, I, you're, actually, you have more to say than me. Actually, what you're going through, I think, is more. Well, we'll, 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 com- import- we'll combine the two. important. Well, well, I love you. We're, we're, we're going oh, ma- to... Okay. I, I think whoever's listening now <laughs> will get a lot out of what you're talking about. All right, Especially so... Especially well, uh, women. I mean, oh my gosh. All right, so, all right, so let's finish this story. So what I realized was I wrote a book. I have this literary salon that serves women, right? I'm, I'm yeah. now hosting a radio show, which is a longtime dream of mine come true. I am going to say today to you, Anson, my life is successful. Totally successful. Okay, so now I just so now I have to stop that little voice Plus, in my two head. Great kids, right? I, yes, my daughter's going to NYU Tisch. I mean, Anson, got, she's got, going got, to Tisch. What the heck's not successful? All right. <laughs> what? Because society says superstar, star, substar. Be oh, stop! Don't even. You are a superstar no. in your life, one hundred percent. I feel like queen you, for you know, a day. You are connected. You have moved forward. <laughs> you have done tremendous things, and. No one is larger than you in your success. Nobody. Zero. Well, because nobody is in my success but me, Anson. No, no. Because, yeah, you are, and that is 100%. And the minute you start comparing, it's over. Yeah, absolutely. Compare and despair. Then you're of it. Absolutely. You're of it. You're over. Oh. It's like you're outside yourself. It's over. All right. And the problem is with society and the societal merry-go-round, that's not the way commerce works. That's not the way business works. That's not the way government works. You know, they really want you to feel less, you know, and they really want you to be of something. And they'll, like, bring you in. Okay, no, but you've met... You've got to connect with who you are and move forward with who you are. And you know something? And when you get it, it's, ooh, that's great. And you move forward. You did it. It's wonderful. Move forward. You're not of it. Next. I, I, I can't tell you how much this means to me and how fabulous this is to hear. But the reality is, the reality is, too, that we all need the money, right, to send the kids to college. No, we I'm, all not, need th- the, no, I'm okay. not saying not make the money. I know, but so that's... I'm not saying you, escape it. I'm saying you're in it. Okay, I'm in it, but I need what you... No, you're you, in it, and you're making all the money. But don't, don't define yourself by how many books you sell. I, I totally get that. I appreciate that. That's what that. I'm talking about. I'm saying, great, man. Oh, oh, I didn't make... So much well that's that's a definite whatever whatever but oh i'm not successful because i didn't there's an emotional side to it mm-hmm. very versus a practical side you wrote a great book oh because a million people don't love me oh i'm no good that is of it and that will destroy you 
but see, that's all great because so far everybody loves it except one per. Never mind. But <laughs> that part I've got. No, You're really, fantastic. I mean, th- thank you. You don't even question it. It's, and, you know, in terms of selling something, whatever, you're in the real world. And the real world is honestly how good it is. That's wonderful, five stars. You're still in the real world of manipulation and, and payoffs and whatever the hell, you know, and, and a lot of noise and trying to get through it. You know, and it's, it's a difficult place for commerce. But you've managed, okay, through a few examples, through something you did when you were on Happy Days, which we're going to talk about, about the adding the yeah. singing thing. You've done things to merge your talent and your creativity and what you love with commerce. And you, mm-hmm. that's something ver- not a lot of people can do that, Anson. And you've done it with integrity and with generosity and with heart. I mean, listen to you. You're making this whole thing about me. You're an amazing human. Okay, and I think what you've done is a real, I think your story is really important. I know it's really inspiring to me, especially, okay, I don't even know where you grew Where'd you grow up? You no, know it's funny. You know what's funny with me? We're talking yeah. here. You inspire me. It's like, <laughs> you, it's like you're talking to me and you're like, you're like not giving yourself enough credit. You know, I come out there to your place. I do my talk with the book and I'm going, oh my gosh. Look what Vicky's accomplished. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. Will you and please you know, call my no, mother? And to me, honestly, to me, that's more impressive than what I've done. That's much more ah, impressive. Anson. No, you had, no, because you had uh, lots of crap thrown at you and blah, 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 and up and down. And with all this, you write a book, you're doing a radio show, you're moving forward. I relate to that. If I relate to that, the world relates to that. Oh. You know, and that, sorry, but that's how I feel. I mean, I am very impressed. Well, and, thank you so much. You know, it just gives you that, that, that like, lightheartedness in the heart of, like, oh, my gosh, the individual, you're such an inspiration to everyone that comes in your home. <laughs> wow. And I, I saw that. I saw that when I was there doing, you know, just with the book. I, you, you have this, like, oh, my gosh, like, such a energy there with that brings in all these wonderful individuals with all this positiveness. Oh, thank you. And, 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 I, and I do say the word individuals, by the way. Individuals. Okay, so... In people, in people, not of people. Ah, <laughs> I love that. Did Willie teach you that? Wait, so we Willie gotta, taught wait, me to wait, find wait. me, and then okay, I found that. Wait, we have to talk about Willie. So, yeah. all right, before we get to Willie, who were you first? Where did you grow up? I don't even know the answer to this. I was created... New Year's Eve in the Bronx. Oh, I'm from the Bronx. Yeah, and uh, and because the grandmother that escaped from Poland, who I never mm-hmm. met. Oh, huh. There was a problem. Anyway, my dad met my mom in Los Angeles. My dad was in the military. Blah blah blah. She's from L.A. He happened to be here. He went back. Blah blah blah. They fell in love. Blah blah blah. They married in L.A. They went back to the Bronx when my grandmother was sick. Mm-hmm. I was created on the on the couch. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Lovely. You, you, you know that specifically, huh? They only did it once. I was, I, I, that is totally specifically. <laughs> anyway, during the pregnancy, they moved out, and my dad became, well, first of all, he's a graduate of um, Cooper Union. Graduate oh, cool. of Cooper Union. In Intelligent art and all man. This. But he came out here, couldn't get a job, got a job as an ice cream man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He graduated Cooper Union, and he was an ice cream man? Ice cream man in Los <sighs> Angeles. Crazy. And uh, we lived in East Los Angeles, which was all Jewish and Hispanic mm-hmm. at the time. Very low income. But I'll tell you something. All the conflicts with Hispanic and Jew. If a mother was sick mm-hmm. in that community, mm-hmm. 
Everyone was in that house cleaning and cooking and helping. No matter what ethnic both, background you were. Wow. Both cultures. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then they would go back to the complex. But when it came to humanity, <laughs> they all joined together. Chicago Street in East Los Angeles. Very cool. And uh, then at a young age, they moved to, they, they had, he had the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. He got a um, tech illustrator job, and mm-hmm. we moved to Burbank. But we never had more than $100 in the bank for as long as I grew up. I mean, wow. it was like three-bedroom house, one bathroom, you know. Mm-hmm. But they had the GI Bill, and it was like, you know, and that's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, fed and like, but nothing extraordinary, mm-hmm. and, you know. Wait, okay, so now, so, okay, so now you're that kid, and you have your needs are met, not not extravagantly. Do you have dreams? Do you have plans? Do you have goals? Did you know what you wanted to do when you grew up? Was any of that going on? Vicki, I had huge, huge feelings, and just feelings. Hmm. And no one understood them around me. I mean, it's just huge feelings. You know, that doesn't surprise me, because you're a man of huge feelings now, so that no, doesn't sound so surprising. No, huge feelings, and I'm going, I'd love musicals more than anybody. I'd love this more. I didn't really quite fit in mm-hmm. you know How, in, why, in, in, why and, and again like you my parents were depression parents mm-hmm. so it was like you it was all security everything was security mm-hmm. wait what, you said dad, something interesting wait why didn't you fit in why do you say you didn't fit in what was different about you i i didn't fit in either. i felt too much i mm-hmm. felt too much mm-hmm. there was something beyond what was in front of me that i couldn't explain that I just knew there was something more, and I just I could never commit to the norm, mm-hmm. societal norm. Can you give us? An, can you give me an example, of, like what you mean by that? To, I, like how, I, I don't even. What's that? Can you give me an example of what you mean by that? Um, you couldn't commit to the norm. What What does that mean? How did that no, translate like, to a kid? Oh, it's it's not uh, like um, it's not cool to like something, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going, oh, my God, I like this. Oh, that's not cool. Mm, I got gotcha. you. In other words, whatever societal was coming down, some of it I liked, some of it I didn't like. It was like I just felt something. I was more emotional than all that. Mm-hmm. I just, there's this feeling of caring more than people cared for. Just much more caring than you're supposed to care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, that makes a sense? Sen- a sensitive lad. Yeah, I get you. And it's who you are today, so I, I hear you. Something like that. I don't know. You know, I play, whatever. But, um... And that probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but no, it makes sense. Again, it was all it, no, it was all feelings. And at the same time, I had all this entrepreneurial instinct way back when. Like how did it a manifest mine, back then? I was 12 years old. One of my best friends was Howie Schertzman. We're 12 years old. He bought a printing press, right? A little yeah. hand printing press, mm-hmm. and he started printing like business cards. <laughs> 12 years old. 12 years old. Yeah, and that's a long time ago. Yeah. True story, Vic. True story. Well, first of all, I start helping him, like, set the type and all that, right? Yeah. I go, hey, Howie, let, let me try to sell this stuff. Well, wait, what are you putting on the business cards? He was doing these, like, business cards for his father. Oh, for his father. Okay, well, you, we, father I, I thought self, he was doing it for himself. His okay. father had a seltzer business. Okay. And suddenly he bought this little printing press, and he's making these cards. I'm sorry. He's, he's doing these cards for the, his father's seltzer business. Okay. And I took these cards, and I started going down to downtown Burbank to get clients. <laughs> how are you, how are you getting no, to downtown no, Burbank to do this? No one knows this. Absolute true story. So I get more printing business, like for the cards. But these, it's a pain in the neck. You, every card is like, da-dunk, 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 you know? <laughs> a very simple little printing press. Yeah. So I happen to pass by in downtown Burbank at the time. Wait a minute. Wait. How are you getting to downtown Burbank at 12 years Walking. old? Walking. Oh, Walking. Okay. It's like two miles. Okay. Walking. Okay. 
Go yeah. down to downtown Burbank. Back then, there wasn't like all this stuff. I mean, my mother would say, go down to the store and get three things of milk. I'd like drive my bike there and bring it back. Right. In the summer, you would leave at 8 in the morning and come back for dinner. Right. You'd be at the park all day going through activities. There wasn't like the terrorism or, or fear of today at all. You were on your own all day. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go down there. I happen to pass a, uh, a printing place, O.H. Lynn Printing. And I, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I, I walk in and I, how are you? I, oh, I just wanted to see. I'm a printer, too. <laughs> I don't know squat about printing other than helping Howie, right? <laughs> and he's laughing, and it's O.H. Lynn. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, you know something? If you bring me anything, we'll give you a 20% discount. And here's what we can do for you. <laughs> like anything in the world, right? Yeah. It's a printer. I go, fantastic. I get back to Howie. I go, stop the presses, Howie. <laughs> stop the presses, Howie. Stop it. You're talking, you want to talk about, you, 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 Vicky, you're interested about where I am today, my entrepreneurial ability, yeah. all that. <laughs> Let me give you a, a very strong example. I love this. So Howie goes, what are you talking about? I met this guy at Lynn. He'll give us 20%. He charges, and we figured out our commission. Yeah. Better than doing the stupid cards, right? <laughs> yeah. So I go, Howie, come with me. The next, on the week we went down, there was J.C. Penney's. Yeah. was there. I said, we're going to get J.C. Penney's account. No, come on. You're 12 years old. You're not getting the J.C. Penney printing account. Not, <laughs> on my kids' heads. On my kids' heads. Oh, God forbid. We go up to this old building. <laughs> We like to see the manager. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh, we're going to sell printing. Anyway, the wonderful receptionist goes, she's laughing. <laughs> she has to sit down. The manager sees us. Right? I do my spiel with the cards. And, you know, and, and OH, OH Lynn gave it to He goes, stop. He goes, you can't do printing for pennies. Right? However, I just bought a beer and food place by the Burbank Airport. I need flyers. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you think you might come back with a quote and a sample for flyers? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We walk out, literally walk a half a block up the street to O.H. Lynn Printers. He makes out this little thing, blah, 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 blah. Come back an hour or so later. I will never, Vicky, forget her for sale. $78. Oh, my God. I sold <laughs> flyers for 70 and Howie and I got 20%. This is the best story ever. And I would go back and forth till he approved the and that was that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial career. Holy crap. And guess what? Howie and I we made probably 20, 30, 40 dollars a month for years. Oh my god. This is fantastic. <laughs> True story. Well, I totally believe it. I, I know find, it. No, <laughs> you find opportunity. Well, and, well, you know something? Well. I, and, and Vicky, I went with a feeling. Who would go into Penny's department <laughs> and think they can get their account? <laughs> An ignoramus, which was me. Well, I had a feeling. I had... A feeling. All right, you're calling it just, feelings. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna take your feelings, and I'm gonna. For me, it. it's instinct. I would call what you're talking about instincts. You totally whatever. listen to I your mean, gut. Whatever. But wow. we got a seventy-eight dollar sale. <laughs> Times that by tw- get twenty percent of that, man. And I looked at Howie. No hard labor. <laughs> 
No kadunk, kadunk, kadunk on the printing press. That printing machine was done. (laughs) Fantastic. And we were were these printing guys all around Burbank. Okay, so now you had a taste of success. You had a taste of it, right? Okay, so now... No, not success. It was was necessity. All I'm saying was, and I didn't even realize what I had at the time. Okay, so now, all right, so you were doing it, were you doing it to like buy candy, buy toys? What what was motivating you? Um... just because I knew I could do it, I just it's something that inside me said, "Oh, I, I know how to sew this. I, okay, I know how to do this." Th- but this is important, Danson. This. this is important. What What was? I got a better. I got a great. Story. Okay, but wait, wait. I, I really want to understand this. What was motivating you to, to make that money? What was it? Was it to buy things? Was it to just? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, was it, it was, to no, show it yourself? Really was to, it to accomplish I'm something? Trying, yeah, actually, that's a very good question. Okay. I don't think it was really the money. It okay. was like I can. Do, uh, oh, I can do that. I like that. I like that better. It wasn't like monetary so much as it was like, oh, I can do that. Oh, cool. I, let me, I can, it excited me to be able to make it happen. I love that. More than anything. Okay, so we, we want to grow up a little bit. Okay, so the next thing I know about you is you became a janitor, right? Is that true? Yeah. Okay, so you became a janitor and assistant. I know uh, I didn't get that privilege of janitor. <laughs> it was assistant janitor. Assistant janitor. And okay, so now I'm assuming that you that wasn't like your ambition in life. What were you thinking then? Why did you oh, become I'm, a janitor? No, I'm 15 years old. I, okay. It's a part-time job while going to school. Okay. I got turned down as a dishwasher at the smokehouse <laughs> in Burbank. So, and I had no confidence in myself. Uh, really, it was not great. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, when I got this part-time job, what's so funny, it juxtaposed all this ability to sell things, mm-hmm. right? But that was like the front. My heart was incredibly insecure and not a lot of self-worth mm-hmm. because I wasn't given a lot of self-worth mm-hmm. growing up. So uh, I get this job as assistant janitor, and it's funny because who hired me was the manager of the place. I found out my boss, the head janitor, was Willie Turner, mm-hmm. who was uh, African-American, and is maybe mid-50s, alcoholic, major alcoholic, but functional. Right. And not well-educated. And my first day there, I'm there, and I, we sit there, and he called his janitorial room. There was a, this room there where, you know, all the janitorial supplies are mm-hmm. put up and everything, mm-hmm. and there are two oil drum cans in there. And mm-hmm. He called it the talk room. <laughs> anyway, so I'm there, and he's kind of showing me what to do, and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. First day, at the end of the day, he says, boy, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, and I'm really thinking, and I put my book, well, I'm used to being told I'm crappy, I'm, what, mm-hmm. what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, we go in there, and, and we sit down, and he, I did good. He made me feel good, mm-hmm. you know. And by this time, I didn't, you know, how we was doing something. We didn't have the printing thing anymore. We, didn't, we had none of that anymore. Right. I'm kind of, I'm dependent on these jobs. So, like, Willie made me feel terrific. Through this time working with Willie, Willie was the first person that talked to me, not at me, mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm. And Willie really paved the road for me to find me. The reason I'm talking to you right now mm-hmm. is because of Willie Turner. How so? This man that everyone would like, kind of like, eh, not even look twice at, mm-hmm. made it possible for my life. And By validating you? By, by paying end, attention to you? By the time you? I was done working mm-hmm. at Leonard's department store, I knew who I was, I knew where I was going, I knew what I could do. So, Ansem, what was the secret? Was it because he was paying attention to you? Was What was it? You, you tell me that I have all these abilities and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Willie had those abilities to help a young, damaged kid find himself. To help a young, damaged kid 
literally heal and move forward. Willie had a God-given gift of understanding that and the patience and the heart to move me forward. Okay, but, the, what, but what I'm asking, Anson, I love this, but what I'm asking is how did that translate? What did that look like? Was it his, him paying attention to you? Was he offering you wisdom? Was he just listening to you? What, what was talk, it? He just talked to me. He talked to me in the talk room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the talk room. We sit there, and he talked to me mm-hmm. while he's drinking his booze. And he's, he he's imparting me. wisdom. And he smoked cigarettes. Yeah. He, he found my entrepreneurial abilities. He found them. Unbeknownst to me, I created a whole campaign for the appliance section. <laughs> he made that happen <laughs> by talking with yeah, me. Yeah, but you don't. But you are, hey, wait made, a minute, Anson. You already had that shit. But no one told me I had it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He validated you. And it was you. mine. Okay. But I didn't know I had it. No right. one like told me I had it. I right. just did it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had a special ability. I had no idea I had a special ability. Mm-hmm. No one told me. It's like, oh, cool, this is working. I did not know. No one ever told me. All I heard was what I can't do and what I could do. Mm-hmm. And what cracks me up, when I was kicked out of the house at 18, because I wanted to go in the entertainment business, ah. if I hadn't done that, my parents would probably been on the street. My going out at 18 years old with nothing... I was able to retire them years later. Nice. By the time I was 20, I made more money than my dad, which isn't much, but pretty good leaving at 18, huh? Yeah, With pretty nothing, amazing. amazing. I mean nothing. Hmm. So how did that happen? So what, no what, what, no what one can give me some sob story ever about, oh, if, 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 no go here, man. No go. Well. There's no if, if, if. There's moving forward. There's moving forward. Stop, you know, you, you know stop getting in the way of yourself. Stop it. But, you know, there's something about paralysis, Anson. You know, like, I, I really respect who you are, what you've done, and, and your tenacity. Oh, my God. You had incredible belief in yourself from the beginning. I mean, to be doing any of this. No, I, I didn't. Mean, you I had, didn't. You so, had by to. The way, no, you could not have walked into myself. pennies if was, you didn't. Before, well, it was act- what, no, mm. I don't know if it was belief. It, it was. There was a certain I innate confidence was, you had to have to do that. There was. A lot of it. Yeah, you know, it's hard to put into words. But also this... Because you know something, as confident as I was, I was so unconfident. But I I get that. Were you an actress, Vicky, ever? Yeah, I was, yeah. Okay, you know that feeling of rejection. Of course. I I, I know it yesterday. So your confidence level is like a little, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not 100%. It's never 100%. You build to it. Right, but what you're saying saying about people... You know why I'm so strong now? I am... I am so strong now. And I'm 66 years old. I love the best year I've had in my life. And I'll compete with anybody. I know. I've seen you, Anson. You look amazing. Oh, I will compete with anybody because <laughs> I've been through it. Because you learn and you grow and you get strong. But not everybody does. And it's not that somebody's... Well, that's, but that's, that's yeah, not everybody does because not everybody has the tools. Ah, ah there you go. Not everybody has the tools. Everybody some people can. get come. Everybody need, can. Well, but but people need direction, and people need mentors, and people need support, and um, people need why love. Am I doing, that's why you have this wonderful show right now. That, there you go. Yeah. That's how it works. Okay, so for you, you had a fire burning in your belly from the get-go. I mean, that is clear. And yep. Willie sort of gave you the validation to accept that of yourself, right? And to em- embrace it. And em- he, no, he, 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 like, opened the, opened the window to see it was there. Okay, I, right. But it, it was there. But he... he oh, no. I, I, you he, know what? He, 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 didn't know, he, he held he, a mirror he, up to you. That's what he, he did, Anson. He gave me 
a window to look into yeah. what was there. He held up a mirror and he showed you who yes. you were. That's what he did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's what he did. And that's yes, brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay. And he didn't even, and you know what really hurts me? What? I'm 19 years old before I ever even came close to making it and he passed away. It really, that well, upset me. I believe that he knows, but that's kind oh, of my belief Oh, he does. System. Well, that, yeah. that was the book. I mean, you know, when they asked him to write, oh, Anson, do these happy day stories. You, you read it. I didn't write that. Yeah. You told me I that. went, this is a chance to pay Willie forward. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote it. That's the only reason I wrote it. Because mm-hmm. you know why? I didn't care if it sold a million books or five million. I care it hits one person, one you or one me, where they read that book and they go, holy crap. Yeah. And that person does something major. Because you know what that is? That's paying Willie forward. That is paying That's Willie putting forward. that person mm-hmm. in the talk room and Willie is paid forward. And Willie's wisdom continues and continues and continues. And doesn't stop in that janitorial room. I love that. That was the purpose of the book. Okay, so now you get to be Willie, right? You get to be Willie with your kids. You get to be Willie. Oh, with, I do. And you get to yeah. be Willie with me because you're going to be my money mentor because yes. I'm holding you to it. But now yes. you can also be Willie to like everybody who's listening. So, so yes. walk us through a little bit because I want you to tell that story about when you were on Happy Days and the reason why you told Gary Marshall you wanted to sing. Will you, will you tell that story that you told us? Well, that's that's Willie again. It's you know. Pretty basic. You know, see what you have instead of what you don't have. Okay. And most people are, well, I don't have this, I don't have that. Well, what do you have? What can you make out of what you have? Make success out of what you have. Okay, so... It's easy to see what you don't have. Okay, so so, you are, so, so, on, so, so you're on Happy, happy days, days, and you're making, you're making decent I'm making money? I'm making bupkis. You're making bupkis. Bupkis. Okay. Okay, but even, even though it's 1974... Okay. It was like decent money, like, okay, $900 a week. Right. Okay. In nineteen seventy, which that's is a lot of money in nineteen seventy-four, right? A week. It's how right. much? Oh, that's good. Well, that's not going to make you rich, right? Right. It's not. And you're on this national television show, so we're going. And I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful to be working, but I'm going. God, but I, there's got to be something. I, what can I do? What's the positive here? And the Partridge family had just ended, mm-hmm. and David Cassidy did like humongous off the show more than on the show singing. Right. And then the Brady Bunch, now, it was the last year of the Brady Bunch. They were on the lot, but they were all over the world singing, doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I started in musicals and singing in nightclubs and all, you know, talent nights. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, well, hmm, what if I could convince Gary to put a band on, on Happy Days with these millions of people watching and I can sing? I, I think it would help the show. Yeah. So early morning, I found Gary, who's always busy, and I said, Gary, you know, I, I, have, I have an idea. Can I talk to you? I don't have time right now. I said, it will only take a minute. He goes, that's a minute. Walk with me, walk with me. And you know, Gary, walk with me, walk with me. <laughs> I have like one minute. So I have one minute to change my life. <laughs> yeah. So I do the elevator pitch. I said, Gary, you got girls on the show. You got cars on the show. You need a band. He goes, a band? I go, yeah, band, you know? We could be at Arnold's, we could be singing. And he goes, whoa, whoa, he goes, Dad. And I, he literally shut me up. <laughs> he goes, I used to be a drummer. Music, Arnold, I like this. <laughs> I'm a fan for the show. I like this. And he says, and you sing? I go, yeah, you're good. I go, yeah, I'm good. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, you know. And he goes, hey, there's this, like, a fraternity show coming up. I think I could fit the band in. It would be a good part of Yeah, go talk to Bobby. Go pick a song. We're going to try a band out. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, in 60 seconds, 
I just changed my life. I'm singing on a national television show, you know, blah, blah. And then literally were seconds you, and, later, but wait I a minute, you were you weren't a singer at this point, were you? I was a singer. I had sung in all these musicals, and I did all the all the talent nights in L.A. Oh right, years. right, okay, okay. But I didn't know how well. But I thought good enough to do a band on the show. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like survival. Right, right, gotcha. So and then I hear from a distance, but you're singing to a bulldog. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah. I trust you're good. I trust you're good. But I don't have time to listen. But if you're good, if you're not good. I'll get laughs. You're singing to a bulldog. And there I was, man, on Happy Days, national television. You can look it up on YouTube. First time ever singing, I'm singing to a bulldog. <laughs> and then, yeah. But they got all these letters in, and everyone loved it, and Gary liked it. And now I'm singing on every third show. Guess what? I got a record contract, same company as David Cassidy. Wow. I was making $900 a week. Mm-hmm. On the show, mm-hmm. guess what I was making for a concert? Go ahead. Seventeen thousand dollars. Nice. Right. Unbelievable. All from seeing what I have instead of what I didn't have. If I had never brought up that to Gary, there would have never been a musical thing on the show. Wow, that's unbelievable. Okay, and that is a lesson for everyone listening. You find opportunity. You don't look for the negativity. You find the opportunity. We're trying to help people plot out how to take the talent that they have and okay. how to how to meld it with commerce. You literally have to create your own commerce. Okay, so tell us how you did that because you you did that for yourself. Like a whole other part of your success that people probably don't know about is you know your store maker cosmetics. Like where did that yeah, come from? How- and a lot of success. And I, by the way, I'm readjusting now too to internet. Mm-hmm. I'm re. There's also, I won't get into it now, but there's a whole whole new platform now to sell product. Right. But now you've got to get through social media and all this. Let's say for most of the people listening out there who are probably, I'm thinking, creatives, who it's not right. going to be as much about product. The product they're going to be selling is their art. Right? That's so, the same thing, though. Then okay. you got to. Well, the media is the media isn't going to sell. Whatever, right? The media isn't going to sell. Don't jump for me. I've got to figure out a way to get the media to. do I've got to figure out how to market it. They're not going to do okay, it for me. I understand now. Okay, but you wrote this book. Don't jump. That's totally from the heart. Yes. Analytically, it's a hard commerce sell. All right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're you didn't me. go in thinking like when I like I said when I go into a product. I want something that's really good, but I got to make damn sure I can sell it, mm-hmm. or I won't do it. You went from your heart, wrote this book. I have this book, and now you're like competing with eight billion books, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to sit down, you and I, mm-hmm. and go. We have this book, marvelous book, and we got to put all the pieces together and see where's the it factor that gets away from the noise. Okay, and so what you're what is, saying... What is, that, what is that it factor that's going to get attention? And so you're saying that everybody can do that with their thing, if it's worthy, that everybody can do that with their thing. Well, no. I don't know if everybody can do it themselves. Okay. I'm saying you need to do it. Okay. I mean, whether you have a partner or whether... Well, okay, put it this way. You're asking me to help you, so you're need, you need me, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You wrote something really good, so, I'm, so we're collaborating to help you. I'm saying... No one does it by them. No one does anything by themselves. So what are we saying, Anson? How can we help people figure out how to move themselves to the next level? By moving forward. Even if what you're like move move forward with isn't successful, I swear to God, if you move forward, 
something great's going to happen. There, there you happens. go. There, there, as long as you move forward, you're going to have opportunity. Anson, thank you so much for everything. Um, and I, I'm calling you tomorrow because we're going to start my mentorship, okay? Can we do that? Yeah. I, I'm serious. And um, and I'm going to tell – no, I'm not going to have everybody out there call you. But but maybe if they if they email me, I can pass some questions to you if people out there have them. And maybe you might have some suggestions for people out there who are looking for that next step and really don't know what to do. Because I really don't think it's that people get complacent or get lazy or complaining. I, you know, I – I myself, I get paralyzed. You know, sometimes it's just... I don't just... think it's not... But you're right. It's not laziness. You know what it is? This country is being run on fear. There's Yes, it's when we act from fear. Absolutely. I agree with and, that completely. And fear paralyzes you. Absolutely. So and the, you can't move. Exact and and the thing that got that Willie did for you that I hope we can do for each other is to validate and support and give love and all of those things create opportunities and fear is the full, paralyzer you know, it's to live your full purpose we're not accidents here in this world you know mm-hmm. it's that we have every single individual here has a purpose i believe that given the freedom to, to have it without being paralyzed with fear absolutely and, oh my god and fear lets people control people and that's a huge hindrance absolutely like Absolutely. And you have to get strong, really strong, and, you know, baloney. Well, the only way I get strong is, well, there's a few ways. Well, but yeah, but a lot of my strength comes from the love and support of people around me. And it's finding who those people are that feed that. It's the willies, right? It's it's attaching to the right people that do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's all that, that, that's paramount. Mm-hmm. And it's precious. It's precious family and friends. Precious. Precious is right. And it, and it's, it is. It's yeah. precious. Yes. And it's also minimizing the time with the people who are saying other things. No, you oh, can't. No, get away. you're not. Just yeah. Yeah. Bye. Right. Don't read it. Don't listen to it. Just honestly, don't don't get involved. Okay, so now be human with the rest of us. So, okay, yeah. so on this show, the, the last segment always is, what's your guilty pleasure? Because that's the thing that connects us. Because even people that accomplish incredible things, alone in the dark or whatever, have something about themselves that they're just a little bit not feeling great about. And that, your humanity. So is there anything? I love Johnny Mathis. Don't, I'm telling you, I think he's, Genius yeah, but that's performer. no. Johnny Mathis is fantastic. You don't have to feel sorry about loving I, yummy, say, yummy, oh yummy. I've God, got love a, in my tummy my wife, now. That's everyone something. goes get that off. <laughs> I could listen to Johnny Mathis all day long. No, I, 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 I think he's like unbelievable. Yeah. No, thing. Johnny Mathis does not count as a guilty pleasure. Johnny Mathis is is the shit. That's he's the shizzle. Well, he's great. That I, I think he's the shit. No, in my house, yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. All right, in my house. I'm a cornball. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Love you, too. All Call right. me tomorrow. I'm calling you tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Anson. Bye. Good night. Bye. So, Justin, for me, the takeaway with Anson, aside from mentoring and being a mentor and being mentored, um, boy, he said move forward a lot. Keep moving forward. And I think that's a really important takeaway for me um, because – I can get paralyzed. If things don't go my way, I can start 
to give into the fear and start watching a lot of really bad TV <laughs> and, or start binge watching really good TV. But it's in either case, it's not what I need to be doing. But when I move forward and when I just keep moving to the next right thing, the next right thing, the next right thing, good things always come. And uh, that's a really powerful takeaway. Does that work for you, Justin, the whole idea, concept of moving forward? Is that is that something you already do or is it? Uh, yeah, I think to an extent. Um, it's definitely important to like keep moving and going on because if you don't, like you said, you're going to get stuck mm-hmm. and just uh, not be able to continue in, in whatever it is you're doing. So I definitely agree with that, that it's it's really important to keep moving and keep going. Um, or yeah, or I have found if I have stopped on something, um, that it just, and then I come back to it and it's just like, oh, I should have just kept, kept going. It's so much harder to pick something back up, right? It's like, it's like I write for a few minutes, at least five minutes every day. And I do that because if I don't do it one day, I'm not going to do it two days. And then maybe I won't do it for a week. And then maybe I won't do it for a month. And then when I go back to doing it, it's so arduous. But the fact that I do it every single day and keep moving through it, keeps it fluid and oh, flowing sure. right and and so i i think it, it's true of everything you know if we just keep at it you know it's like if i decide to take you know a few days and binge watch tv and then i have to get my head back into work it's so much harder yeah. it's so much harder so yeah i think it's a great t- and you know it, it's all of these things we know these things already we know this takeaway to be true already we know that moving forward is good but i for one need to be reminded again and again and again like i have that toolbox and i've got all this stuff in there but like it's buried under the hammer and the screws and the nails. And it's like, I need somebody to, to point it out. So, oh yeah, that's under there. Let's whip that thing out again. So um, really helpful. I'm, I'm very grateful to, to Anson for so many things. That takeaway um, is a great reminder today. You've been listening to Vicki Abelson's broadcast, The Road Taken. We'll be here every Tuesday night, 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 Eastern time, 8 Central. And yes... There are, th- Justin just reminded me, you can find us at, at Vicki Abelson on Twitter, at Vicki Abelson on Instagram, Vicki Abelson on the Facebook, and VickiAbelson.com on the internet. So say hi, check us out, follow us, or me, and I'll send you to Justin, and we'll do that thing there. Have a great week. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians, sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicki's writing knocked me out, in, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon. Vicki wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Available on Amazon.